Good morning. Big thank you for the uh, the choir. Uh, they have been coming um, midweek, every week, practicing for for quite a while, and uh, it showed. Uh, and we really appreciate uh, your your diligence for that. And then, of course, we we have and and these people don't want to be singled out, but but we have. We have Kim and, and, and Hollis and Rich that have done so much above and beyond. Uh, amazing, appreciate that. We covered a lot of ground this morning. We did. Uh, we started out before there was anything other than God himself. Uh, and uh, the first mention of Christmas, not by name, uh, but the first mention of Christmas uh, is in Genesis 3, pretty early on in the book, right? Uh, God created, as, as the, the choir sang and, and, uh, uh, and, and Hollis narrated, God created a perfect world, a perfect universe. Perfect because the creator is perfect. And the creation matched up to the creator. But it doesn't take very long in the book, does it? until we see that mankind sinned. And that is a major problem because a perfect holy God cannot have imperfect, unrighteous sin in his presence. And we went from, Adam and Eve went from walking in the garden, speaking with the Lord with, with no barrier, to now having sin separate them from their holy creator. God could have, and he would have been just to have said, I'm eliminating them and starting over. But instead he said, I'm going to provide a savior. And that first mention of Christmas is actually mentioned to the serpent. To the serpent, God said, the seed of woman, although you will bruise his heel, the descendant of the woman will crush your head. And that is our first mention of Christmas. Not a lot of information given there, but as the choir sang and as we went through the narration, we saw more information about this Savior, uh, about this, this Christ, the one who, who would conquer and defeat sin. We get more information. We, we find that this Christ, this Messiah, is going to be a descendant of the woman. It was going to be a human that would save. A human that would save. Here's the problem, though, with, with humans. You already know the answer, don't you? Yeah, we, we aren't capable of that. We're not capable of that. Because it would take a perfect, sinless sacrifice. So in the Old Testament, they sacrificed bulls and goats and other sacrifices, but that doesn't cover the sin of people. Right? It only postponed. It only postponed God's judgment. God said, I'm satisfied for now. I'm satisfied for now. But we learn more about this Christ. We learn that he is going to be from Abraham. So now we know about the Christ, that he's going to be human and he's going to be Jewish. From Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. David is told later on that this Christ would be a descendant of him. So the, the, the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, would be the descendant of, of, of King David. He'd be in the line of kings. And David is told that 
a descendant of his would rule and reign forever. Again, that's really hard for mere humans to do forever. We get more and more information that not only is this Christ the Messiah going to be fully man, but only God is perfect. So this Messiah was going to have to be fully God and fully man. Not Hercules, not half God, half man, but fully God, fully man. Because it took a person to be sacrificed, but it took a perfect perfection, which is only God. So why do we celebrate Christmas? Why do we celebrate the birth of Christ? It's not about a baby. It's not. A movie out that came out many, many years ago, and, and this is kind of the attitude of, of our, our society, our, our world about Christmas. Uh, uh, the movie was, was Talladega Nights. And in the prayer, the, uh, the character kept praying, oh, baby Jesus, kept praying. And like, why, are you keep, why do you keep praying to baby Jesus? Well, I like baby Jesus. Baby Jesus isn't very threatening, is he? Baby Jesus is cute. Sometimes we refer to him as pink Jesus. Who was Jesus? Jesus was the perfect, holy one. He was the Messiah. He was the Christ. He detested sin. He's the one that families would argue about. He is the one that nations have gone to war over. He is the one who shows what's in the heart of mankind. And he was holy and perfect. That baby grew up, grew up into manhood, and lived that perfect sacrifice. He was that perfect sacrifice because he lived that sinless life. And the father was pleased with his son. Told us. When Jesus was baptized, what did he say? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Well pleased. And Jesus offered himself as a sacrifice for sin, for our sin. Because the blood of bulls and goats could never satisfy God. It took the righteous blood of Christ where God said, now I am eternally satisfied. We don't have to do it again. We don't have to do it next year. I am fully satisfied. And how do we know that the Father was fully satisfied with the offering of his son. Because he rose again. If Jesus is still in the grave, then we have no hope. No point in celebrating Christmas because there is no resurrection. This will be it. But we celebrate Christmas because we celebrate this important milestone in God saving us from our sins. I love the narration that said God just didn't forget about sin. God doesn't go, ah, whatever. It's okay, I'm not that, not, no big deal. It was a very big deal. And Jesus paid the price. I love that we ended with joy to the world because it is not a Christmas song. Sorry if I just burst your bubble. Joy to the world is not a Christmas song. It was never intended to be a Christmas song. It is a second coming song. It's a second coming song. Christ is coming again. 
You see, he lived that perfect, he lived that perfect life, was the perfect sacrifice, rose from the grave to show that the Father was satisfied with that payment, and he is coming again. And we're celebrating it all this morning. We're celebrating it all. We're celebrating the fact that God didn't say to Adam and Eve, getting rid of you, starting over. We're celebrating the fact that, that God said, I'm going to bring a Savior, my own son. We're celebrating the fact that he was born, that he lived a perfect life, and that he was that perfect sacrifice for sin, and that he rose again. We're celebrating it all, and we're looking to the future, celebrating the fact that he is coming again. My question for us this morning is, do you know Jesus? Not just know about him, like we can know about historic figures, but do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Do you know of the salvation made through him? If you're here this morning and and some of this stuff is a little confusing to you because you thought, I thought Christmas was about a baby and, and not really recognizing the, the whole story. And we did it all this morning. We went from Genesis to Revelation this morning. We should be exhausted, right? <laughs> but do you know the Lord? Do you know Jesus? Do you know his salvation? Is your hope in him, in him alone? Are you celebrating the fact that he is coming again to rule and reign for a thousand years, and then there's going to be this tiny little interruption, and he's going to settle it with a word, and then we're in eternity, a new heaven, a new earth, where new Jerusalem resides right with us, God with us, Emmanuel. Do you know that this morning? If you don't, can I encourage you to figure it out? And you don't have to figure it out on your own. We'll show you from God's word what he says concerning our sin and salvation. But when we celebrate Christmas this year, this, uh, through the rest of the, this Christmas season, let's remember it in its entirety. From perfection to our sin, to the Savior being born, living a perfect life, dying a sacrificial death, rising again so he can come again. Let's remember it all this, this Christmas season. Uh, we're so glad that you came this morning. We have uh, in the uh, back building uh, a brunch. Uh, if you're thinking, oh no, I didn't bring enough food. Can I tell you how much food we had last time? Uh, and everybody left it, and I had leftovers for two and a half weeks. Uh, so I uh, want you to come and, uh, and enjoy uh, a Christmas celebration with us. If, if, you, uh, if you weren't able to, to bring anything, come and come ready to to fellowship, come ready to eat, and come ready to celebrate an amazing Savior that we have, that we celebrate this, this time of year. Uh, I'll, uh, it's easier for, for, uh, for us to, to pray here for, for the meal, uh, and then, um, and then uh, you can make your way to the, uh, the fellowship hall. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for uh, your story. And we don't say story with the idea that a lot of people hear the word story and they think immediately, they think fiction. Uh, they think, uh, you know, a, a, a nice, pleasant little story. Uh, Father, we, we, we use the word story as the idea of, of the account of your salvation provided through your son, Jesus Christ, in whom you were well pleased. Father, I ask this, this morning that we will, in fact, think about the entirety of the story from, from the perfection of creation 
to the perfection of the new heaven and new earth where we will uh, forever be able to praise and worship the one who loved us enough to save us through the shedding of his own blood and that you were satisfied, Father, and that, uh, and that we went from being your enemy uh, to being uh, a child of, of, of the King, of, of our Savior, but a child of you, Father, as well. Uh, we look uh, to the second coming uh, when, when we will witness the fact that he rules and reigns uh, and, uh, and we can live in, in the perfection of your Son for all eternity. We just thank you for this time of year to help us remember and to give us opportunity to proclaim that truth to a world that desperately needs it. It's in your son's name we pray this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.